0: Hello everyone, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to The Grim Curriculum. We are smack dab in the middle of October and today we have a story to share that really sounds like something out of an old storybook. Yes it does.
1: So the second I heard about this woman, I knew we had to cover her. Not only is she from the former Yugoslavia area close to where I was born, but she is also known as one of the oldest serial killers of all time. Today, we are covering the story of Baba Anuika.
0: She really is a perfect fit for this time of year, and I'm sure once you listen, it won't be hard to figure out why. She was known to many as Little Mother Anyushka the witch of vladimirovac and the banat witch banat being the geographical and historical region divided between what is now known as modern day romania serbia and hungary the majority of her crimes were committed in what is now serbia and she committed many many crimes baba
1: anuka is believed to have killed between 50 to 150 people mostly men information about her is limited, but I really wanted to find as much as humanly possible about her because this is one of those stories that I just think needs to be told and I am really looking forward to this
0: one. The wild thing about her is that it appears that the majority of her crimes were committed in her later years. She wasn't caught until she was 90 years old and she had been actively killing people during that time. Now you may find yourself looking at Baba and wondering how a little old lady could have possibly killed so many people. And the answer to that question might friends, is potions. As always, we'll be sharing a bunch of photos across social media so make sure you go take a peek. And I mean, after looking at some of the photos of her and finding out she
1: was killing people with potions she was making, I wasn't really all that surprised. I have a personal collection of books about Slavic witchcraft, as well as books about the history of witchcraft in the Balkans. And I really, really want to cover it more in the future because there's just so much amazing information
0: there. When it comes to, like, the folklore stuff, you can really see where, like, that traditional image of, like, a witch comes in because she very much fits that profile. Oh, 100%. To T. Um, so it's It's cool seeing, like, the history of it all. And then, again, with her age, like... You don't imagine Little Grandma poisoning hundreds of people, potentially. Especially someone as tiny and frail yeah, looking as Yeah, she genuinely looks like a tiny little grandma. So something that we do
1: want to point out is that over time we have seen a lot of female serial killers who use poison as their weapon. The thing that makes Baba Anuika stand out is the fact that she did not directly
0: poison her victims herself. Instead, she sold potions to those who were looking to deal with their problems in a more discreet way. Her accuracy with her potions was really quite shocking, and she was able to get away with murder for a very long time. Not only that, she was able to earn herself a lot of money doing it. The use of poison by women who kill isn't anything new. In fact, we've covered women who have used poison to take the lives of their victims in the past. Like the unlovable Jane Toppin. The thing that makes Baba Anuika stand out is that she didn't actually murder her victims directly. The majority of the time, she didn't even know what they looked like. Not being directly involved with her victims is arguably something that allowed her to go unnoticed for as long as she did.
1: Little is known about the early life of Baba Anyuka. We do know that she was born in 1838, and even that has been debated because she reported she was born in 1836, despite records claiming otherwise.
0: And that's something that's really important to point out right off the bat. Due to the area and the point in history, many of the early records of her life are just missing. Unfortunately, a lot of the ones that do remain are incomplete. I will say I did my absolute best to verify everything in
1: this episode and I was really lucky to find some in-depth archives that cleared a lot of things up. This story truly fascinated me and I just wanted to make sure as always that we told it as correctly as possible. And we did a behind the scenes research video for Patreon this week. And I think this was a perfect
0: episode to do it with because like this one took me down some <laughs> some rabbit holes. Baba Anoika was not always her name. Baba just means grandma or older lady. Anyuka
1: is close to the English name Annie. So by all accounts, her name was essentially grandmother Annie, which sounds terrifying. <laughs> she was born Anna Drushkin, and it's most likely that she was born in Malovat, Romania. Now some sources that I found do hint that she was born in Wallachia, which may sound familiar to those of you who know the story of Vlad Dracul, Although I think that just sounds cooler, so a lot of people just kind of decided I that was the people, one. I think people, yeah,
0: people were like, yes, grandma, evil grandma from Transylvania, basically. Exactly. Although that would have really been like the icing on oh, the cake with Oh, the her. cherry on yep. top. So unlike a lot of the serial killers that we talk about, it seems that she was actually born quite privileged considering the time, and of course the fact that she was a woman. She was the daughter of a rich
1: cattleman and received a private education in a panchevo school that catered to the children of the wealthy.
0: In her early 20s she fell in love with a young Austrian military officer. It's reported that she contracted syphilis from him and if that wasn't bad enough he left her shortly after. Like this is just insult to injury. It
1: really is. I mean this completely broke her heart obviously and it seems like this was kind of the changing point for her as
0: far as we know. And I wonder then if she spent the rest of her life with syphilis because one of the big cures for syphilis is uh, penicillin and penicillin was not invented until quite a long time later. I will tell you, I tried so
1: hard to find out the answer to that question because I wondered that too because I wondered... Did that have anything to do with the kind of old woman that she was? Yeah, because mentally.
0: syphilis, when it's allowed to progress over time, causes brain damage. Oh, it's going to fuck
1: you up. So yeah. And and that's just it. I was curious. I was wondering, yeah. is like, was that something to do with it? But again, unfortunately, and I can say I really with confidence, I
0: think I found everything I possibly could have about her. But that is something yeah. that we just don't
1: know, unfortunately. I'm
0: curious. So... She, because she was heartbroken, she started to heavily seclude herself and began to focus very heavily on her studies. During this time, she learned as much as she possibly could about medicine and chemistry. She
1: was an incredibly intelligent and educated woman, and she also spoke five different languages.
0: She married a wealthy landowner with the last name Pistov, or D Pistionia. Together, they had 11 children. Unfortunately, only one of them would survive into adulthood. Not much seems to be known about him other than the fact that he possibly grew up to become a merchant. And we want to point out that this likely isn't because she had anything to do
1: with it. For all we know, she could have, but records don't really tell us much about it, but it also could have just been the unfortunate reality of having babies in the 1800s. They would eventually relocate to Vladimirovac in
0: 1849. The man that she married was quite a bit older than her. They were married for around 20 years before he died. She seemed to settle well into her life as a widow, and during this time, she focused even more on her chemistry studies. It's hard to tell if she was cold-hearted from the beginning or if something specific happened that caused
1: her to become so callous when it came to what she was doing, but it wouldn't take long before she would gain a reputation as a woman who could just make people go away. And this is where I genuinely wish we had more records available to us about her, because I want to know what kind of a child she was, like, right, even what she was like in her, like, younger adult years, because this is one of those stories where I wonder if she was born capable of evil things, or if something happened to her that influenced her, which honestly just makes me wonder how much of this does go back to the syphilis.
0: Right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. know. Her crimes seem to span over the course of 50 years, but it is believed that they started around this time. She built a lab in her home where she began to make different types of concoctions that she would sell to people. She sold a variety
1: of potions and poisons. Some were considered love potions. These were often purchased by women who were desperate to gain the affection of a man they loved. Others were more dangerous.
0: She was popular with the wives of farmers who saw her as a healer. They would often visit her for help with ailments and other health concerns. However, not all of her potions were made with the goal of good health. Some of the potions were designed to make the drinker ill. Not sick
1: enough to cause death, just temporary sickness and discomfort. These were popular with soldiers who were hoping to escape military service.
0: So far, these may not seem too sinister, especially if the drinker is aware and consenting of what they're ingesting.
1: However, these
0: were not the potions that made Baba Anuka as well-known and popular as she was. She was famous for her magic water, also known as her bitter water, or Biana vodika. This contains small quantities of plant toxins, mercury, and of course, arsenic. Vodica. Vodica? Vodica. So, Biana, vodica? Biana, voditsa. Okay. <laughs> Do I sound like a bitch correcting you? No, not at all. No, No, I'm genuinely, correct me if I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> okay,
1: sounds good. This was a popular item with women at the time who were married to men that they were desperate to get rid of. Often these men were abusive, but we're sure
0: sometimes the woman just wanted him to not be around anymore for whatever reason she had. When a prospective client would visit Baba, she would famously ask them, how heavy is the problem? Or, This was her way of asking the weight of the person that her customer was trying to poison. What is really fascinating about her is
1: the accuracy that she had when it came to her potions. She was not only able to ensure that whoever drank it would die, She was able to delay the death for approximately eight days so as to not cast suspicion on whoever gave it to them.
0: To me, she's got such a skill. If she'd have put it towards, like, something good, like opening her own pharmacy, she would have made an amazing pharmacist. Like, she could have... She could have cured
1: cancer, for all we know. Like, she could have done anything. Because she was smart. She really, really was. And that's why I wonder, like, where did we veer off and go from I want to help people to let's make money and kill everyone?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, Baba. She went off the deep end. She sure did. This is something that allowed her to get away with this for so long. It was really difficult to tie the deaths to her originally, especially considering how easy it was for people to just die back then.
1: We've talked about this in the past, especially in our Bloody Benders episode, but it was really easy to just fall sick or just die back then. I'm sure some suspicions were raised here and there, but people died often enough where it took a fair bit before any eyebrows were actually raised.
0: This is also something that makes Baba Anuika genuinely terrifying. She legitimately knew what she was doing. She was incredibly skilled, and if things had gone slightly differently, it's likely that she never would have been caught and would have continued killing until she died.
1: I mean, again, she made it to 90 years old before she was
0: caught, and I think that speaks volumes. Not only that, oftentimes the people purchasing her potions were family members of the victims, so when they died, it was just as easy as them being like, no, we don't want an investigation, like, don't worry about the autopsy, like, we'll just leave it at that
1: we mentioned that she was born into a pretty well-off family however she was able to ensure that she was very financially comfortable in her later years due to the sales of these potions she would sell them for two thousand to ten thousand yugoslavian dinars which is back then a
0: decent amount of money a lot of money this combined with just how many potions she actually sold absolutely allowed her to live very comfortably many say that it wasn't as
1: simple as just going to her and purchasing a potion There was an entire ritual involved in
0: the process. She would demand that her customer bring her two hens, one black and one white. They were also instructed to bring her a bag of ashes, some basil, and incense. She would sit silently in a dark room and scatter the ashes all around her while
1: whispering words and incantations. She would then prepare a small bottle and fill it with the potion. She would then take a small bell and ring it three times to signify that the deal with
0: the devil was done. If this doesn't make her sound nightmarish enough, she was pretty open about the fact that she didn't feel any guilt about what she was doing. In fact, she was convinced that she was doing the world a favor. She once famously said, I am a benefactor to the poor and ignorant world. We don't want to get into too much about the trial just yet because it's honestly wild, but witnesses reported that many who died because of her potions met a terribly painful end. So really no remorse at all and I was able to find
1: some court transcripts and we're going to share those in a little bit, but really, I would say with confidence, she felt zero remorse.
0: Eventually, word spread about her skills and people began arriving from all over to purchase potions from her. She became so popular that she actually had to hire
1: what we can now look at as a booking agent. She found a woman named Lubina Malenkov, and
0: her job was to find clients for Baba and to send them to her home. She would often target people who had what would now be considered severe mental health problems, dementia, advanced illness, or other ailments. They would visit her for advice as well as her healing potions.
1: Many of her customers believed that she had magic healing powers and that she wanted to help them when in
0: fact, she was just looking to get as much money from them as she possibly could. One of her regular clients was a woman named Stana Momirov. She hired Baba in 1924 to make her a potion that she later used to murder her husband. Apparently, it worked so well that Stana continued to hire Baba to make her other various potions. Stana married again soon after, but people became suspicious when a rich relative of her new husband died shortly after falling ill. In 1926, a married couple named Sima and Sofia Momirov visited her. As far as we can tell, they're not related to Stana. She made them a potion that was designed to kill Sima's 70-year-old father, Nikola Momirov. They alleged that he was an alcoholic and that he was abusive to his children and grandchildren. They heard about Baba from a local woman named Danitsa Stoich. Sophia gave the potion to Nikola's 16-year-old granddaughter with the instruction that he must drink it she didn't know what the potion actually was and likely thought it was a type of medicine. Nicola died 15 days later. Something that's really interesting to note is that other than an arrest in 1914, Baba was never really questioned or suspected of anything prior to this not officially
1: anyway. We're sure people spoke and that even that there were legends and whispers of what she was capable of but nothing official was ever filed. no real complaints were ever actually made.
0: I mean if I was hanging around back then you would not catch me complaining about (laughs) baba like can you imagine if she got wind of the fact you were bitching about her you would be turned into either a black hen or a white hen and she would kill your ass yeah and then probably eat you with roast potatoes for dinner she would So, nothing really came from the arrest in 1914 either. The original arrest was even for the poison and murders. She seemed to be acquitted quite quickly. That is, until an anonymous letter was sent to the police in Pozharevac, which accused Baba of many, many murders. Like many other serial killers, things started to go badly for Baba when her victims went from being random farmers whose families wanted them gone to people who held positions of influence. A newspaper in Austria reported, In recent years, mysterious deaths
1: have accumulated in Vojdovina. Always the victims were men. Among them were many who were in the prime of life and enjoyed excellent health who died. Two years ago, 1927, the mysterious death of rich restaurateur Gable in Coben caused general consternation in Vladimirovac, and similar mysterious deaths occurred in Panchevo, Novoselo, and other places of Bashka. Half a year ago, the mayor suddenly died. Karina of Novoselo returned home from a session of the municipal
0: court. So she killed the mayor. However, the police were still not quick to arrest her, even after all of this, the article goes on to say, Only then
1: did the authorities pay attention to the strange deaths. The victims of the investigation led the band to Baba Anushka, who lived in a miserable hut at the entrance to Vladimirovats and was available for her miraculous medicines. The state attorney issued a detention order against the old woman, but the local police did not dare arrest her because Baba was known far and wide as the benefactor to the people. They spoke her name with awe and told themselves one another that she had healed many people. Indeed, she had brought the dead to
0: life and had healed sick cattle. Now, they say miserable hut... Other articles have called it a castle-like building. We found some pictures, so you can be the judge of what you think. It's like a decent little hut, I'd call it. I
1: wouldn't call it a miserable, I mean, it's not, look at the time, Maybe miserable
0: because she's in it.
1: Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're not having happy dinner parties there or anything, but I think miserable hut's a bit much.
0: But you, I don't think you would describe it as a castle. No, I'd say a castle-like hut. Okay, fair enough. Meet (laughs) in the middle. The happy medium. Perfect. On May 15, 1928, Baba was arrested at the age of 90, making her one of the oldest people to be arrested and trial for serial murder. She was taken away in the middle of the night in total silence so as to not upset the many people who believed in her. And think about that.
1: They had to arrest this little, tiny, 90-year-old yeah. woman in the middle of the night because they were so scared that the town was going to, like, revolt. Because
0: I think if they'd, if they'd have made, like, a show of it and done it in the middle of the day, there would have been people that uh, surrounded the police. They would not have let her take them. They probably would not let them take her. I think you're right. They
1: wouldn't have let them. Absolutely. Police arrested six other people, including Stana, Danica, and Lubina. Sofia and Sima were also arrested in their connection to the death of Nikola Momirov. A woman named Olga Sturza was also charged for another
0: murder. The stories from them were all overall pretty consistent. They said that Baba was to blame, not them. Every single person claimed that they truly believed she had special powers and that the potions they had purchased were never intended to be poison. Many of the women claimed that they truly thought the potions were going to revitalize their husbands
1: and that their intent was to put them into better health, not kill them, and that it was all her
0: fault. Baba, on the other hand, vehemently denied selling them anything that was meant to cause harm or death to anyone. She blamed the women on giving them too much. It was reported. The still sprightly, spirited, and fresh old woman confessed.
1: Certain women and girls who, as she says, in their anguish had turned to her. Herbs and spices for the preparation of love potions. The women complained to her that their husbands were unfaithful or neglected. So she gave them the love potion. She could not help the fact that the women made too much use of the love potion and that their man became deathly ill. The same excuse had been used by the women who were accused of murdering their spouses. Although they admitted to having
0: given their love potion to their husbands, they had no intention but to win their love again. Bubba attempted to use the same excuse when confronted about the death of the mayor. However, prosecutors had a difficult time believing that his wife would buy into the idea of a love potion. She was an incredibly educated woman herself. What they did believe was
1: that the 29-year-old woman had every right to bear some form of resentment towards her husband.
0: But was it enough to want to murder him? Well, she had gone into the marriage somewhat against her will in the first place. Her parents had pushed her to marry him. It didn't really surprise people to find out that the two hadn't been getting along. The remains of the mayor and ten other men
1: were exhumed and sent to the University of Belgrade and it was determined that all ten men had been killed by the same thing, organic plant
0: poison. Various young women who had worked for Baba as servants testified in court. They all stated that they witnessed her selling potions to various young women. The commune mayor, a man with the last name Voyasuddin,
1: announced in court that there was ample evidence that the men were murdered. Not only that, he said that the entire region knew exactly what Baba was doing. And friends, this is where this frail looking little old lady absolutely lost her shit. This is why I was so thankful to find the resources that I did while researching her. I think this really shows the kind of woman that she was firsthand, and I think a lot of other folks who have talked about her don't get this part and like how she like flips the
0: switch all of a sudden. if, If
1: you don't know this part. She really is that little old mysterious lady that just happened to kill people. We don't really know much about her, but this gives us an insight into her
0: just... Absolutely. So, the court was in the middle of questioning another witness. This man was a farmer. When he spoke out against her, she shot up like a little rocket and ran at the farmer shouting, You are lying, you devil's thief. And we need to point out how tiny she was. Yeah, she's just little, like little grandma. She barely
1: stood as tall as this man's chest, but she had absolutely no fear, and honestly, I'm sure he was absolutely terrified. Oh, I'm sure he was shitting
0: his pants on that stand. She actually had to be pushed
1: back by soldiers that were
0: there acting as security. When the prosecution pushed again for his testimony, she broke apart from the soldiers holding her and ran to the magistrate that was presiding over the court. She grabbed both of his hands and shouted, Permit him to go to... To hell. She continued to shout at him throughout his testimony. This continued
1: until suddenly she sat down. She then refused to listen to anything that was being said
0: claiming she was and I quote suddenly deaf. The drama with this woman. Seriously. Like you would think I mean obviously this was back in the day, but you would think this woman had cameras pointed at her, that she thought this was the Baba show. Oh, she put on one hell of a show for them. Absolutely. Soon it was time to question Baba herself. The public prosecutor, a man named Doctor Branko Vordelia. He was actually the one who performed the autopsy on Nikola Morimov. Sorry, Mamirov. He stated that the magic potion was made up of mostly arsenic. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Sophia Momorov claimed that she had
1: visited her in an effort to get a calming potion for her father-in-law. I mean, killing someone will calm oh, him pretty right Pretty friggin' down. calm. At this point, she refused to admit that she had anything to do
0: with his death and blamed it all on her. So most of the witnesses and the defendants blamed her as well as one another in an effort to escape trouble themselves. Stana Momirov, on the
1: other hand, confessed that she wanted to kill her husband so that she could be with her lover. She claimed
0: that she visited Baba and spoke to her about her problems. She said, I went to Baba and Vladimirovac because I heard you could get a drink from her. I complained to her, and then she cried with me and gave me the poison. Baba, upon hearing this, once again
1: jumped up. This
0: is a very common theme with her. Yes, it is. And she
1: screamed at Stana. You're lying, you nasty snake, you whore. Multiple men had to help hold her down to stop her from jumping up and further shouting at her. And it's interesting because a lot of the records about her say that Stana claimed that she wanted to cure her husband of his alcoholism,
0: but the court transcripts, again, they tell another story. Again, death will cure you of just about any ailment you have. You're not wrong. So it is possible that she changed her mind partway through about what she was going to say, but we just wanted to add in that because while Baba was absolutely guilty, she was not the only one. The
1: prosecutor then began to discuss the contents of the actual potions themselves, and a vial
0: of milky liquid was placed on the court table. And friends, while we could just tell you what happened next, we want you to feel really like you were there. That's right. You are about to witness our absolutely remarkable acting skills. Oh yeah. So Dina's going to be playing the role of Baba, and I will be playing the role of the prosecutor.
1: Ready? Okay, you guys can't see me, but I've shrunken myself down and I'm wearing a fun little hat.
0: Yeah, she's got her hood up, so yeah. it looks like she has her little headscarf on. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you, Baba Anoika, sell this bottle to Sofia Mamorov? I know nothing. Maybe it is the foot medicine I gave to Stana. You have forgotten everything. Oh, oh
1: my god, I, I hear so, so poorly. <laughs> I do not understand what these witnesses say. And at this point, she took off her headscarf and she held her hand over her ears and she started
0: proclaiming, It seems to me... That I have become deaf! So far you hear everything very well, but you cannot hear the unpleasant things. And at this point the
1: entire courtroom burst out in laughter. i again It's a circus. Baba thinks it's the Baba show. It, I'm I am in the fucking front row of the Baba show because like this <laughs> what the hell? I can you imagine seeing this on like Judge Judy or something? Can you imagine it's, Judge Judy the, was here like Yeah,
0: Judge Judy would be like, Alright, Baba, okay. Off you go, mom. Off, off you go to jail. To jail. No yep. <laughs> So, when she was asked how she would plead, she once again jumped up and shouted, I'm completely innocent.
1: Everything is a lie. I am 92 years old and I have experienced many evil things, but such a vulgar complaint as that of that gentleman there, and she dramatically turned to him and she said, is unthinkable.
0: The entire trial sounds like it's absolutely bonkers. So she tells her life story and states that she had built a lab in an unused wing of her house just for fun and that she had a reputation as a healer and a herbalist. When asked about her memory, she said, I've always had a good memory. I
1: also know history and the national customs and political events in Arbanat. I'm an
0: expert. Everyone knows that. So she's an expert and highly intelligent and highly knowledgeable, but deaf suddenly. Of course. And at this point, everyone started laughing once again. Well, I can imagine they're looking at this and they're seeing this argument between the prosecutor and Baba and they're thinking, like, what is happening? And she says to that, you laugh,
1: but all of the great gentlemen have come to me for advice. Minister, deputies, general.
0: (laughs) She She likes to blow her own trumpet a little bit. Yeah, you are 100%. It is the Baba show. It is. She is the shining star in her eye. <laughs> <laughs> so, amongst all the shenanigans, the actual trial itself took a really long time, although that probably doesn't come as much of a surprise. They actually had to stop part way through because they were waiting for more information to come back about the poison she'd been using. Later, she was shown photos that were taken of her for a newspaper article. She stared at them for a long time and then stared into a mirror that was nearby. She stated, Am I really that old and ugly?
1: You know, doctor, that's because I have no teeth. The teeth I got in the prison are bad. They do not fit. The dentist was a bastard. But if I had good dentures in my mouth, I would be more beautiful and I could marry again. When asked about what she thought the outcome of the trial would be, she winked and said, I do not believe that I
0: will go home soon. The judges will give me two years although I am quite innocent. She was given a five-year probation penalty. She once again rushed to the judge. She shouted, I'm an innocent old woman. Where's the rumble? And I'm going to start saying that. Where's the rumble? Where's the rumble? Sounds very, like, hip. Right? Hey, guys, where's the rumble? Where's the rumble? Stana Momorov and the other women were devastated to hear that she had faced barely any consequences. They all began crying and shouting. It is even said that their lawyers could not calm them down and were reported to have gone mad. It was pointed out that despite her sentence, she was still responsible
1: for the six other killings, including that of the innkeeper. She was also said to be responsible for the attempted murder of a woman named Luba Delikadets, who was a former client of hers. Luba had killed her husband with a potion she bought from Baba. But something happened between the two of the women and Baba tried to have her killed as well. It seems like it was just a risk knowing this lady. I wouldn't want to be your friend. No. When asked if she heard the verdict, Baba said, I have only helped poor people, have given good advice and valuable
0: medicines, but never poison. She was pretty upset because of her sentence, but she would be even more upset very soon because a lot of people didn't agree with the short sentence and she was soon looking at many more years behind bars. Stana and Sofia both received
1: life in prison. Sima received 15 years for his involvement in his father's murder. He received less time because he himself did not seek out the poison. Lubina
0: Milenkov was sentenced to eight years, while Danica and Olga were both acquitted of their crimes. An appeal was filed regarding the sentences because the prosecution wanted to see all of them executed. Not much changed during this time other than the fact that Sima and Sophia have finally admitted that they both knew that the potion would kill Nikola. A new verdict
1: was issued on November 30th, 1929, and new sentences were given out to the majority of people involved. Baba was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. That
0: seems so ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I want to take a second and break that down. So 15 years of hard labor. She's either 91 or 92, depending on which of the records you look at, or if you're looking at what she says. Let's call her 92. So if she survived long enough to carry this out, she would be 107 when she was released. And also, like, hard labor for somebody
0: in their 90s. I'm curious to know what hard labor, yeah, would have looked like for her because I can't imagine they would have had her digging ditches or something. Like, I get she was evil and they wanted to see her punished, but... And it, I, I absolutely... Yeah.
1: Is it the smartest punishment for her? Unless they just wanted the labor to, like, kill her as fast as possible. They didn't think of it as humane to execute her because of her age, so maybe that was just, like, the next best thing. <sighs> And and that's honestly I thought about this a lot cuz I tried to
0: figure it out and I think that was it I, it, I think it, I think it makes sense. Yeah. It it does seem a little twisted that it's like okay instead of having a quick death by probably hanging i'm assuming in those days or maybe even uh they might have shot her my guess would have been shot yeah. yeah so like that would have been fairly quick i would assume no they But don't they're work like you no let's death. work you to death lady so upon receiving her new sentence she yelled they have sentenced me innocently i will go to the king i still want to live and be free Stana and Sofia were re-sentenced to life in prison. Sima was also given a life sentence this time around. And Lubina's sentence was increased by two years. Olga and Danica were acquitted once again. Baba was released after spending eight years in prison due to her old age. She died in her home on September 1st, 1938, at the ripe old age of 100 years old. And that, friends, is the story of Baba Anuka. The Witch of Vladimirovac. There it is, in all its glory. Ooh,
1: I've been wanting to cover her for a while now, and I feel like this time of the year is just, it's ooh, perfect, perfect for this story, and I, I really hope everyone enjoyed it. Oh, I
0: I agree. Like, the idea of Little Witchy Baba, perfect for October. I I guess it kind of brings up the question, and it's come up um fairly recently as well, is, like, do you think that just because a person is, like, in their 90s, that they should still have to go through a trial and everything?
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. You know, it's interesting that you point out, because we saw this with uh, Joseph D'Angelo. Yes. He was recently sentenced. Yeah. Um. And he's, you know, old as shit. And you see him in court and he's frail and he's dying. And it's, you know what, at the end of the day, motherfucker, you don't get to get away no, with it. No, you
0: know, w- call it karma, call yep. it whatever. But I'm glad to see it catch up with you eventually. It was the same thing. There was like um, maybe a couple of years ago or last year, they finally got like a Nazi war criminal. And yes. And he was in his like 90s or something. And people were like, well, he's just an old man. Yeah, he is, but he's an old man that did some
1: horrendous things to people. We say this all the time. There're certain things that I think you can bounce back from and become, you know, you can still be a good person. Absolutely. But there're certain things if you I don't care if you were 20, if you went and you killed 150 people by poisoning them, you're going to have to face face the music at some point. Absolutely. But I think for her, I you know, they They caught her when they did. I think that they were lucky to have caught her because I think... Yeah, because
0: even if she had... Well, okay, so she was 92 when she was going on trial. She did live for another eight years. So in that eight years, how many more people would she have been responsible for? She seemed
1: like a spry old lady. So, I mean, she was going, she was working, and she was doing her thing. So I think her number could have been a hell of a lot higher if they had just ignored her even further. I
0: agree. And she didn't seem like the kind that would be like, okay, well, I've made enough money now. No, she loved her money. I think she money. was loving it. Yeah, she wanted her castle hut. So that's the story of Baba. <laughs> Alright, so for some housekeeping for those of you still sticking around, we want to take a second to thank all of the lovely folks that have been supporting us over on Patreon. Thank you! If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet and you'd like to support our podcast, please go to patreon.com slash thegrimcurriculum and give us a peek. Have a little visit through there, see what's what. You can join for as little as $3 a month Canadian. And we have some fun perks, we've got some movie nights, stickers, behind-the-scenes videos, and some other stuff too. And with that being said, we
1: want to take a Second, to thank everyone in our Grim VIP Patreon tier. So,
0: a huge, 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 humongous thank you to Lisa, Brian, Hillary, Pink Flamingo 20, and of course, RSG.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We've been having so much fun with Patreon, you guys. We do a behind the scenes video every week. And right now we're working on a series of four where we share our research process, the writing, our recording sessions,
0: and then editing. I think, I don't know, I maybe you guys will have to let us know, but I really like sharing our process. I love it. I mean, this is this is my big nerdy hyper fixation. Yes. So when I can like share it with people and people are interested, like I, I will talk your ear off about it. So Absolutely. I love talking about this. It's been really fun sharing what we do with all you guys.
1: Alright guys, so we did mention this last week, but Charlotte and I are participating in Extra Life this year. We yeah. are raising money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, Alberta. You betcha. And uh, this is my first year
0: ever participating. I I'm super stoked. I think it's my... W- I'm gonna say fifth, could be sixth. Season pro. Yeah. She's
1: a season pro. But uh, we are actually going to be streaming together to fundraise. Hell yeah! On Saturday, October, the... Oh, Let's see. Boop. I think
0: it's the fifteenth. It is the fifteenth. I was gonna say
1: that. Yeah, the fifteenth, um, which is actually the day that this episode comes out. So, uh, if you're
0: hearing this and it is Saturday, and you are the kind of beautiful people that join us in our YouTube premiere, like the most
1: beautiful people, uh,
0: stick around because we'll probably be starting up in a couple of hours.
1: Yeah, we're we're trying to raise money. We're gonna do uh, rewards and fun stuff and humiliate ourselves. And uh, Charlotte will be joining me on my Twitch channel, so Twitch TV. Slash Dina if you aren't uh, on there already, but please check it out. We're most likely going to be playing Phasmophobia. Yeah. Crying at ghosts. It's going to be great. I'm such a coward, you guys. Oh I'm probably going to be in the van the whole time. I am so scared. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> like it's, yeah, we'll see.
0: Until then... Make sure you don't miss out on the Grimm Curriculum news by following us on Instagram at The Grim Curriculum and Grimm Curriculum on Twitter. You can also find us on
1: social media. Like I said, I'm Dina V on Twitch, Dina V Tweets on Twitter, and Dina V IG on Instagram.
0: And I'm Ominous underscore Walrus on Twitter and Ominous Walrus on
1: Instagram. Join us every Saturday for a new episode. We also do a live premiere on YouTube at 12 p.m. MST, so come hang out and discuss the case in real time and go subscribe. Hit the little bell.
0: Heck yeah. Comment, like, do the thing. Do the thing. You know the drill. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been The the Grim Grim Curriculum. Curriculum.